0: Welcome to Prince Track by Track, I'm your host Darren and today we're going to be talking about How Come You Don't Call Me Anymore Which is on the b sides, but was also featured on Girl 6 for some reason Does not really fit with the theme of that particular film uh, Recorded on the 26th of April 1982 at Sunset Sound And released on the 24th of September 1982 as the B-side of 1999 And on a technicality, I guess you could call this Prince's first proper B-side Um, He had a B-side the previous year, which was Gotta Stop Messing About, uh, but that was actually released as a limited edition single in the UK before it became a B-side, so this is kind of like the first case of him having a B-side that was just a B-side. Um, you know, not an album track Not previously released in any form I guess, or, or you could argue it's the second ever B-side It <laughs> Depends depends how you want to talk about it On the track, it is just Prince and his piano That is literally all it is The track itself is 3 minutes 50 And joining me to talk about it is Martin Sandler Martin Hi And obviously this is a ballad I don't feel like you need to argue with it Now, I remember listening to this with headphones in And I'm almost certain I can hear Prince's foot on the pedal of his piano <laughs> Um, kind of that's how much the, the song is just Prince with, you know, a mic over the top of a piano singing. Um, you know, that's why I said Prince and his piano, because you can really hear the piano. Like, there's even parts where it feels like you can hear the sound of Prince's fingers hitting the keys. Uh, though that might just be in my imagination. Obviously, this is kind of like, um, you know, it's an interesting song because after Prince had recorded it and, you know, put it out as a B-side... Uh, one of the very few times where a B side wasn't reused over and over again. It was just the B side to nineteen ninety nine. Um, you know, although obviously on the on the twelve inch you also had, you know, Let's Pretend We're Married or or DMSR or, you know, Uptown and Controversy and Dirty Mind like uh, you know, nineteen ninety nine is one of those singles where Warner Brothers released it in so many different formats and just kept re releasing it over and over again in the hopes that they could get a hit out of it somewhere um you know obviously they could, they knew it was going to be a hit they just had to keep releasing it the same with little red corvette both of those songs just kept getting released over and over again until eventually they both kind of entered the charts um so you know it's only really on the kind of the the seven inch um you know first release that this was actually a b-side um you know and then later on it found its way onto um you know like one of the many 12 inches uh, of, of 1999 that were released um, but almost immediately the song was covered by stephanie mills uh the following year you know she had you know not like a, a a huge career uh but she you know she was known for being uh dorothy on the broadway version of the wiz and you know she had a few kind of uh, uh kind of smaller hits um and then you know how come you don't call me anymore um was you know, it was it was you know a minor hit, although it was number three on the dance charts. Um, you know, and she she had uh, she had a couple of hits over here, but you know not not like a, a huge career. Uh, you know, she still recorded and released albums. Um, you know, so she, you know she's she's managed to kind of uh, kind of have a career, but I think it's interesting that she basically almost immediately kind of covered this b-side and and then you know there was another version by an artist called joshua redmond who covered it in 1998 um and then obviously it found kind of fame with alicia keys um covering it though alicia keys chose to put percussion into it uh which i feel is a mistake i don't think that this song needs a drum beat behind it um, and that is kind of the one thing that she really kind of like added to the song um, you know, and then obviously that song was remixed a hundred different ways uh, on on various different uh, kind of releases that she put out of of the song. It basically, it's it's one of those songs where Prince kind of did it as a B side, and I wouldn't say forgot about it because he performed it live. And if you have the uh, you know the deluxe um, version of um, Purple Rain, which came out uh, last year, uh, there is a live version on there of Prince performing it. And, you know, he performed it all the way up to his final tour. You know, obviously, the piano and a microphone tour, it kind of makes sense for him to perform this song. It really fits like that tour would be the one where, you know, this song would really work, Um, you know. And I think it's interesting uh, because, you know, Prince kind of very rarely sang about being rejected. And this is almost what this song is about, is the idea that Prince has been with someone um, And you know he's asking the question, you know, uh, what we had was good, and then he keeps asking, how come you don't call me anymore? Um, and and I don't know. I think the the kind of the vulnerability that Prince puts into the song is the thing that really sells it for me. You know, this this feels like something happened. You know, the day before he recorded the song, and you know the emotion of of kind of someone just not getting back to Prince. Um, which, given the story that Kevin Smith told about having to ask permission to use some songs and the fact that, you know, Prince's people keep saying Prince is going to call you in ten minutes Prince is going to call you in half an hour Like, the <laughs> idea that someone wouldn't call Prince back I don't know, it just tickles me a little bit Well,
1: this is this is early days Prince Like, he's, yeah. I don't know How how old is he there? Uh, like, 20? Uh... 19, even?
0: Uh, I think he's about 22 uh, 22, 20,
1: 23 22? Yeah. Okay, uh, yeah a well regarded musician at that time but not not a big star <laughs> yeah
0: uh, yeah i guess i mean i don't know it's just it's it just makes me laugh because it's like the idea that prince would spend a night with someone and then would kind of not get a call back and rather than kind of like i don't know speaking to that person's friends or maybe popping around to see them he he instead records an entire b-side where he's like why why won't you call me um, and I, I particularly love towards the end when you have the fade out and Prince just say, you know, he, he sings the lines. Why on earth won't you just pick up the phone? <laughs> and like the kind of the and, and it's just as the fade out is happening. So it's kind of it's kind of interesting that it's like he doesn't really want to admit. But I don't know. I just I, I kind of just love the whole the whole kind of song, um, you know. And the fact I mean, you know, it opens with Prince saying, I keep your picture beside my bed um you know so this is not like a one night stand this is obviously a kind of a serious relationship um you know and the fact that he says i still remember everything you said this is obviously not this is a long-term relationship where clearly the other person i mean in today's parlance we would say they're ghosting them um but uh, you know this is prince kind of almost inventing the idea of somebody ghosting you uh, you know, and and saying, "I thought our love was right. I guess I was wrong." And I mean, I love when you know, I love when songwriters do that kind of thing of of putting kind of opposites like that, you know, that kind of the idea of our love is right. I guess I was wrong. Like, I mean, I don't know. It just I just love that as a flourish. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I always thought you'd be by my side, Mama. Now you're gone. Maybe she didn't like to be called Mama. Maybe that was the maybe that's the issue. <laughs> like, uh, uh,
1: yeah. Yeah, that could be. Yeah, and obviously also also it could be that um, you know, the relationships that you have in your teens or early 20s <laughs> sort of aren't that long lasting for most people. Yeah,
0: I I mean it does kind of speak to the kind of like all consuming, you know, idea of like a, you know, a teen relationship where, you know, the other person is everything you can think about and it, and you know, uh every like the fact that he says I remember everything you said you know, you don't really get that with people who've been, like, married, like, 50 years or something. <laughs> you know? They're yeah. like, I can barely remember what you said yesterday. I can't remember everything you said. Whereas this kind of does speak to the idea that maybe this relationship was not a one-night stand, but still not, you know, a very long relationship if you can remember everything the other person has said.
1: Yeah, it was probably a two-week thing. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Although long enough for them to go somewhere and get pictures. Uh, which I'm guessing they didn't have like one hour processing at this time. So, you know, that's a serious commitment. Uh, if you're going to wait for wait for the photos to come back from, from some kind of photo lab. Yeah. And I mean, kind of, the you know, the chorus itself is really only the two lines, which is, you know, uh, what I want to know, baby, if what we had was good, how come you don't call me anymore? Like the, the interesting thing is, you know, there is no, like I said on the Prince version, there's no... There's no other instruments apart from the piano but Prince is playing it in such a way that you you feel the pulse of the song. So you can kind of feel the beat, particularly when Prince kind of stops and says, you know, how come you don't call me anymore. Like like the the the, the gap anymore. you can almost like if you're I mean obviously if you're someone who's studied music at all, you kind of you can almost count the beats in between like you can you can almost feel Prince in his head as well kind of going you know how come you don't call me (laughs) two three anymore like you know the the way that he comes back in you know like it's just perfect Um, you know and then you know he he paints the picture of the relationship um, saying I still like the fire on a rainy night um, and who wouldn't, you know um, <laughs> but then he goes I still like it better when you're holding me tight and we start to get a little bit of kind of um, I don't know, reverb or something Like when he <laughs> says that I still like it better there's, there's kind of like a bit of an echo and and then he goes, everybody said everybody said that we should never part <laughs> which, I mean I don't know, who are these people <laughs> that, are, are, that are kind of talking about this relationship in this manner
1: Well yeah, that also feels very much like a young person thing like uh <laughs> I, I i took my girlfriend to meet my friends that one time and they all said um hey you make a nice couple and they all said we should never play. yeah uh. uh and of course
0: he goes i always did think we look kind of cute together um which you know again i i like how kind of prince is so invested in this relationship um and then of course he asks baby 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 why do you want to go and break my heart um, and also there's a lot of little kind of asides from Prince during this song um uh, before we kind of go back into the chorus, you know, like the kind of prince being like, "Why well, you want to do it and you know all that kind of like there's a little kind of asides to the person that he's singing this to um and then of course we get we get the chorus um and <laughs> then Prince says sometimes it feels like I'm gonna die if you don't call me mama. Girl, you got to try. Down on my knees, begging you, please, please. And, of course, when he sings, please, I can't do it. But he kind of has this very high kind of screech. Um, And, you know, and then, of course, he he kind of goes into his talking voice to say, uh, why don't you call me sometime, baby? (laughs) Um, and, And I like as well how, you know, like as we kind of go to the fade out, we get Prince singing. Uh, well Prince says it's just one lousy dime baby why don't you call me sometime (laughs) so I like how he's kind of put this into monetary terms it's like look it's only going to cost you a dime just at least please like call me just let me know something um and then like I said as we get to the fade out proper we have him singing why on earth can't you just pick up the phone Um, and then he says and this is i mean you kind of barely hear this because the the song fades out quite quickly where he says you know i don't like being alone (laughs) and then of course he says why must you torture me um and then you know we kind of get a few more little bits and pieces as the fade out goes on but by that point the song has kind of faded away um but yeah i mean i just i mean i kind of love the emotion that's behind it um you know this kind of idea that you know prince I don't know I guess this it almost feels like this is his first relationship that's how kind of um you know particularly when he starts the kind of the screaming and the I'm down on my knees begging you please like it like you say it really does feel like young love and it does feel like someone who just really cannot let this relationship go and doesn't doesn't kind of want to be alone you know and even to the point where he's saying you know I don't like being alone <laughs> and it, it's like yeah who who likes being alone prince you know uh that's a very kind of well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, I, obviously, from from the point of view of this song, I, I, it's kind of obvious that Prince wouldn't like to be alone. Like, you, you know, like I said, Alicia Keys decided to add, like, a, a kind of, you know, an actual beat behind it, which I guess is what makes her version, you know, R&B. I mean, I don't know. It feels like, she, you know, but the fact that she's known for being such a, you know, an accomplished pianist, I don't know why she didn't just also, you know, let the... the her version kind of live on the piano you
1: know it might be um it might just be meddling maybe maybe um a producer uh saying uh you can't you you can't record a song with like no beat at all yeah um maybe it was her idea we don't know i find it i find the percussion part pretty unobtrusive um it certainly doesn't need to be there. Um, I don't think it harms the song.
0: No. I mean, I guess it's just because I'm I'm so used to the Prince version, and I'm so used to being able to really hear the piano that I think kind of putting uh, putting the beat in there, as you said. I mean, it's not it's not like over the top. It's not like it's a full kit or something. She hasn't got like Lars Ulrich at the back there. Um, <laughs> but I I at the same time, it kind of for me, it kind of lessens the piano a little bit. And given that, like her kind of gimmick when she started was that she was, you know, like this this kind of pianist. It, it kind of it, it, to me, it's like, well, here's a song that was just a voice and a piano, and you've you've kind of that's what you're known for is your piano, and then you've decided to put a beat in there. But you know, it's not it's not terribly obtrusive. But I mean, Stephanie Mills in her version, she basically does it like it's almost like a girl band. Uh, where she where she has um, various like in the chorus and stuff she has you know herself like double tracked and triple tracked kind of like um, adding refrains in so uh, I'll, I'll, you know it's a very kind of like '80s version as well uh, you know and obviously after Prince's death uh, Alicia Keys you know she she performed the song you know specifically I think it was for like AOL it shows you the time that this was. <laughs> um, I mean, actually, I mean, this is only still 2016, but I don't know, AOL is still around and she performed... Somehow, oh, like an AOL. yeah. Yeah, she performed for an AOL session, I think, a couple of years before where she'd you know spoken about talking to Prince and then she did it as a tribute as well where she also... She recounted a little bit of the story where she had to ask Prince's permission after she'd recorded the song, put it on her album and then she had to kind of have a conversation with Prince about... <laughs> whether or not she was actually allowed to you know use the song
1: and then he challenged her to a baseball uh, basketball match <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh,
0: i mean it's funny actually because there is a there's a live version that Prince did on his final tour where you know he starts he starts playing the piano you know the, the obviously the very recognizable piano line that comes with this song as he starts playing it he stops and then he starts it again and then Alicia Keys starts singing kind of in the dark and then suddenly a spotlight is on her And in that version, they kind of trade, um, you know, choruses and verses. So it almost turns into Prince and Alicia Keys each asking the other one, why don't you call me anymore? uh in which case that feels like it, it ends up turning the song into almost like a pitch battle of wills between which one of them will finally give in and call the other one <laughs> um but i mean I, I it's a really it's a really kind of fun version you know and obviously they you know both of them are you know such superb vocalists that when they're singing together there's like you know when they get to the chorus and they're both singing how come you don't call me anymore it is kind of magical and it always makes me wish that they had kind of done something in the studio <laughs> with that version Uh, But I I don't think they ever had the chance to do that. But also it shows that Prince kind of approved of Alicia Keys. Obviously, he must have approved of her version, otherwise it would never have been released. But, uh, you know, I I kind of uh, seen her with him live. It's one of those things where it's like, well, Prince obviously must have enjoyed her version of the song as well. Uh, But yeah, I mean, you know, there have been a few other people who've covered the song. Um, Most notably, I found a version of a gentleman called Roger Cicero on Jules Holland, uh, where Jules Holland is playing the piano and Roger Cicero is singing, uh, and he kind of—I don't know—he he did it. Um, I believe we were talk- we were talking before the podcast, and he is apparently or was, should I say, because he he died a month before Prince did. Uh, mm. The G- the German buble das buble I believe is how um, that's not the correct I know that's not the correct way to do that. Uh, but uh, <laughs> der buble I don't know. I yeah, don't know the-
1: yeah, you got it. Ding ding der ding. Buble.
0: Yes, there you go. So and, and so he is kind of like doing some very v- kind of vocal gymnastics on it. Uh, it's not a terrible version, but at the same time, I don't, I don't feel like it's really adding that much to kind of start doing vocal scatting in the middle of this song. <laughs> well, not to
1: speak ill of the dead, but um, he was uh, much like Michael Bublé, um, a flawlessly competent musician, but not terribly original.
0: The Alicia Keys version, which I, you know, I bought, uh, because, obviously, as I was like, the title of this sounds very familiar um, before I even heard the song. And then when I heard the song, I was like, hold on a second. I know this song. What Like, what's going on here? Um, I'm always slightly amazed when people are allowed to cover Prince songs. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, so, it, I mean, it didn't do, like, hugely well. Uh, this is a really weird thing. Like, you know, it only got to 59 in the Billboard Hot 100. Uh, it got to 26 over here. Um, you know, it, it kind of charted all over kind of Europe and, and it got to number 29 in like Australia. Um, but it's one of those songs where obviously Alicia Keys is known for kind of singing it. And so on the Internet, there are a number of different live versions of her performing it, um, you know. And it's just one of those things where it, it has become like a one of her signature songs, um, you know. So which, which is kind of nice because, you know, I'm always happy when um other artists cover prince and it kind of puts a spotlight on prince you know uh you know she never kind of claimed it as her own or anything like that but it's just one of those things where she kind of made it her own and and you know she performed it regularly live prince you know he kind of performed it regularly live um you know the first couple of years after the song came out and then the last few years of his life you know he also kind of started performing it again like i said the final tour you know it's just piano and a microphone Made sense to have it on the set list for that one, quite frankly. Yeah, so you know, I like the fact that you know Alicia Keys kind of made this song more famous. Um, and I remember like you know hearing it on the B sides, and it is just, I mean, you know, the production of it is just literally you know from the way it sounds like it's been set up. It's just like a you know microphone underneath and on top of the piano, and then obviously a microphone by Prince. And you know, it's it's just such a great song. I mean, obviously, clear five out of five from me um you know it's just like it's such a simple song um and you know like we said the kind of the lyrics do kind of reflect a very young prince you know maybe in a a very short relationship feeling kind of wronged um but i kind of just i just kind of love what prince kind of does with it and how kind of raw and emotional it really feels you know particularly when he's kind of got the whole you know down on my knees begging you please you know like when he you know that's when he really kind of you know it's not a song that's terribly loud but that's when he kind of gets a bit louder um you know and it makes sense in terms of like the lyrics as well like the idea of you know getting louder for singing the words i'm begging you please you know like i just i kind of love when when an artist does that when they they take the kind of the production and they make it reflect the lyrics at a certain points
1: uh yeah i would agree with that it's um obviously uh well not not obviously but but it's 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 not it's not a single um but it's a pretty perfect Prince song. It, it it slots very well into uh, you know, early Prince and um but it also stands just fine on its own.
0: Um you know, and this is kind of around the time where Prince was doing um, you know, free and something in the water does not compute. Both of those songs also kind of um <laughs> about a relationship, maybe. So I don't know. I don't know what happened to Prince kind of around this time in 1982, but it feels like there's like a handful of songs that are kind of about him being wronged or, you know, kind of being left or something. And he, he seems to have kind of put his energy into, you know, the, the kind of uh, this this B-side and a couple of other like album tracks, uh, you know, around that time. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, just one of, one of my favourite kind of Prince B-sides, you know, the fact that it's like almost the first Prince B-side, <laughs> um, you know, after Gotta Stop you know, it's kind of interesting. And I think as well, it's one of those songs where, you know, although obviously the subject feels like it's, it's you know, a 20-year-old prince talking about a specific relationship, I feel like you could play this to people now and kind of try and have them guess, you know, what year it was from. And there's nothing that kind of dates the production, you know. It's just literally a prince, uh, prince and a piano and that's it. And, you know, it kind of has a timeless kind of quality to it um you know unlike a lot of other stuff from around this time where it's very kind of like lindrum heavy or is very kind of synthy you know the fact that this is just in a piano kind of gives it that kind of timeless quality and also the fact that the alicia keys version came out now well 15 yeah. 16 years ago 17 years ago yeah that's kind of scary because i remember it coming out and i'm like well that makes me feel super old as well you know like uh but yeah so i mean I, I, the, like the gap the gap from Prince recording it to Alicia Keys recording it, it you know it, is it, is what tw- 20 years you know but they the kind of they don't feel like two versions that are like 20 years apart so you know I feel like we said as much as we possibly can about how come you don't call me anymore so uh, let's go to plugs is there anything you wish to plug market
1: um I would like to plug our sponsor Prince track by track is brought to you by Blue Aiken which is a music delivery service that ships nothing but Aiken CDs, but instead of clear jewel cases, they use um blue ones that were left over from that one Marilyn Manson album, you know, the one, <laughs> Blue Aiken, the Better way to listen to Aiken.
0: And you can find us on Facebook at Prince Track by Track or
1: on Twitter at Prince Podcast.
0: Or you can email us, not sure why you would, at PrinceTrapByTrack at gmail.com. Thanks once more for being my guest here, Martin. Thank you for having me. And otherwise, goodbye.
1: bye. Why can't you call It's <laughs> just one a dime, baby. Why can't you call me sometimes? Why on earth can't you just pick up the phone? Yeah, you You know know I don't don't like being alone. Why? Why why must you torture me?